How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs that works at Tab. And he comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We have four lines jammed up. So we're going to get right to your calls. Thank you for joining us on this first Saturday in the new year. Let's go on to uh, Dave in Marlboro first. What's going on, Dave? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Doing okay. How are you? Uh, happy New Year, and I uh, love your show. Thanks. You too. I uh, had heard about a month ago when you brought up the uh, issue of the uh, iOS uh, update. I have an iPhone 6, mm-hmm. and uh, the horror story that that guy told you about who tried to do it and then... His basically phone was not working too well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've still avoided that upgrade based on you know his experience and mm-hmm. didn't know if that had gotten any better. And also in the meantime, by avoiding it, now the iPhone is telling me I haven't backed up in a while and I should back it up. Mm. Is the iPhone not backed up a kind of end run to make the upgrade come in or, or should i avoid that too oh uh, it could be um you know how the iphone will go up into the cloud right the icloud right and uh a lot of the uh issues with the celebrities naked nudies getting out was that they didn't realize that the iphone was doing that yeah. and then their icloud account was hacked and then their naked nudies were spread across the planet yeah. um to answer your question would it be apple would i put it past apple to say you're not being backed up if you don't update your uh, ios of course that would be perfectly normal for Apple to do that to you, right? Hey, it's not backing up, man. Oh, the reason it's not backing up at the, you know, is because you're not current. Uh, that easily could be the reason. I'd have to look it up, though, to be sure. You'd have to take your iOS version and, and, and kind of do a Google search on um, backup stops based on the version that you're running. And then you'll find it if the Internet's going to tell you if that's the truth or not. I would say you should upgrade your iOS for security reasons and for improvements. I mean, I mean, we all know Apple was caught with the throttling thing on the latest versions, um, so there's that too. How old's your phone, Dave? Well, it's an i6, so I want to say it must be five years old. Nice. And, and I've been happy with it. Of course. I'm not had an issue with it. And like mm. that last fellow, when he did it, and all of a sudden it's not working well anymore. Like That's the last position I want to put myself into. Is there, so do you ever connect it to your local computer? <clears throat> no. You can back it up that way. You can plug it into your local machine mm-hmm. and copy data using um, uh, iTunes, okay. I, I suspect. I'm not an Apple guy, but I think that right. still works. Yeah. And you could back it up to your local computer. I recommend you do that anyways. Okay. Um, and that way you can have your data protected that, that way in general. Uh, it stinks that you're worried about updating your Apple device. It's five years old. I don't blame you for being concerned. It's sad that you have to be. Um, right, because on the details with the update, it basically fixes bugs for the XR, the XS, and the 
XS Max, and so obviously it doesn't you know relate to me from that point of view. Right, and it could be a larger update that then takes up more of your space on your iPhone six because they they actually give these tiny little SIM cards to, the, to hold the operating system on, and that fills it up eventually too. So, I really have no advice um, as far as whether or not you should or should not do it. It really comes down to your trust of Apple, and if they're going to cause you issues. So, I guess the big thing for you, Dave, is if you choose to upgrade, to call us back and let us know how it goes. If you don't upgrade, we have we'll put a link as to how to do a backup of your phone to your computer, okay. and then you can keep waiting. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, Apple would like to protect you, quote unquote, from their from their flaws, which they do have. Right. Uh, and the updates, you know, are going to help you and other other systems. So okay, it's it's hard for me to tell you, Dave. I don't know what's going to happen. Great. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna um, hold them and um, not fold them yet, and I'll uh, I'll back it up and then uh, see how it plays out. Yeah, that way you're at least protected for for a local issue. Right. All Great. right, Dave. Good luck, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, you got it. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I wish I could give them experience. What phone do you have? What Apple do we have? Seven. You have a seven, so yeah, it's even. Twenty sixteen. <laughs> yep. Keep it running as long as it can. Right. Let's go to Ocala, Florida, and Paul. What's going on down there, Paul? Good morning. How are you today? Doing fine. Hey, long pants today. It's going to be high of 68. No, oh. making fun of it, but that's the way it is. Nice. It'll be back to normal. <laughs> Anyways, um, I called you a couple months ago. I bought a um, HP um, Z2 G3 work, mini workstation, and I haven't hooked it up yet. It's an i7 processor, CAD nice. ready, that, that dedicated graphics. Great machine. Yeah. My concern is protecting it now. Mm-hmm. A UPS and surge protector um what i know the differences are they integrated in some units yes uh you can find ups's and, and surge protection is in most of the ups's by default so if you get a nice ups battery backup a nice 500 or 350 most of them uh will have six or eight uh, outlets on them and on one side it'll say battery protected and the other side will say surge protected only right so you want to make sure that your essential equipment is plugged into the battery side right. and not any laser printers. Right. You're going to kill the battery with a laser printer. Well, yeah. not only that, but it draws so much power that it actually kills your UPS. It yeah. can burn it out. Yeah. And then the other one is the surge side only. So if it's important, don't plug it in anywhere and think that it's going to stay up and running when you lose power or you get a blip. Right. Only, well, the, only more, the battery side. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm more concerned about it shutting down too fast with a surge and or um, the obvious issues with a surge. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is what about the sine wave issue? I mean, you can get these things from 30 40 50 up to 100 200 hours. What are we really looking for? For most users, you only need about 10 minutes. <laughs> you just need to have time to shut it down cleanly. And um, you can actually hook most of them up. You have a data cable that you connect to your USB on your computer that you can program how many minutes to stay up. Yeah, till the till the battery gets down to a certain percentage, right. or uh-huh. so many minutes, and then it'll run it'll, down. it'll tell the computer to shut down. Okay, what's the difference with some of them? Say they have a um, simulated sine wave function, and the other ones have a real sine wave. I mean, it makes a difference in the price. Oh yeah, big time. What it does is it makes sure that you're uh, you're getting clean power right to your computer because dirty power can. Uh, well, cause it to prematurely fail. It'll scream too. So, like when you're on uh, generator power, that's a real dirty sine wave. If you try to if you try to put a computer in a boat, we have we have a client who had me out on his on his yacht, and I had to connect a computer to uh, the system out there, and the 
power system on the yacht, the DC power system, put out a really nasty sine wave. And uh, so it would cause the UPS to really have a problem because it just couldn't handle it. So that simulated one, I think, helps clean up the power, like Bob said, and produces a better better flow of electricity. You shouldn't need any of that for what you're doing, Paul. You just need, you know, $150 UPS with enough time to shut your machine down should you lose power. Um, within, you know, five or ten minutes is all you really need. Okay. Two other quick things, if I can. Yeah. Um, I have Alexa... Um, down here, and that's one reason. When I, was, when I was up in Bristol and called you last time, hmm. I've been listening at my sister's house um, uh, and uh, to Alexa, and it was great. But yeah. Alexa doesn't like to find you guys because if I ask for News Talk 1080, they give me 96.5 FM. Hmm. So I finally figured out if I go to Alexa and I tell her to open up radio.com, he says, What do you want to listen to? And I says, News, WTIC News Talk 1080, then I get it. Well, yeah, I, we've heard that there are some ways you have to train Alexa to find us, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the right way, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but uh, that's a way to do it. The way you're doing it is perfectly good. Okay, the other thing is two weeks ago, I was driving around Ocala listening to you guys live. Um, nice. It, well, I've got a 2017 Buick Envision with all the bells and whistles, Android Auto, and I put and I have Wi-Fi in it, and I put my phone on Radio.com, and nice. I listen to TICAM 1,200 miles away. I love it. You gotta love that technology. I do, I do. And I thank you for your help and your show. Have a good new year and stay warm. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. You too. Did you used to <laughs> live in Connecticut, by the way? For you're from Ocala, Florida. Yeah, Bristol. Well, no, I li- I was snowboarding for a few years. Now I'm down here permanently for personal. My wife passed last year, so oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. I don't know if I'm going to go back up there permanently or uh, snowboarded some more, but I only have one house now, and mm-hmm. gosh, the warm weather is inviting. And the taxes. And the ta- well, yeah. You know, one thing for people talking about moving to Florida, you have to look at one thing, too, though. Florida's violence rate is outrageous compared to Connecticut. Violence rate? Violence, yeah. Uh, oh. Violent crime rate. Oh, really? Yeah, Ocala. I'm in Ocala, and our violent crime rate is like 7.6 per thousand mm. population. Uh, or there's 100,000. 7.6. Yeah. Bristol is 0.92. Gotcha. So there's a big difference. So you got to consider that to where you live. And That's true. You yeah, you got you to think of all the factors, Paul. Good point. But the taxes are great. <laughs> all right, sir. Okay. <laughs> Take, Take care. Easy. Have a good year. Bye-bye. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, I've heard that before. Actually, I was in Orlando, and we were at a. I don't know. I can. I don't know what we we're doing. Oh, we were getting some sort of tchotchkes at a. You know, one of those places that sells you suntan lotion and sunglasses and we're talking to a local and he's like you know orlando's nice but the violence i'm like holy moly everyone talks about the it's like the I, we went to daytona and it was like the they, they called it the uh child kidnapping capital of the world they, like, ha- Yikes. they have the castle doctrine down there and they have stand your ground yeah so yeah you could you could affect that i guess so let's get uh take a quick break here we're going to go to uh, a quick break and get back to your calls tom richard and tom hang on this is computer talk we'll be right back We are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, so stick around. Let's go to uh, Tom in Harrington next. Hey, Tom. Uh, Happy New Year. You too. Hey, um, I wanted to ask you something last week, but you weren't on, and you talked about it at 9.15 this morning. Yeah. It has to do with that window that pops up that says, allow location access. Right. It seems to me the correct answer is do not allow. It could. It could be that, depending on the app you're using. So if you're using well, a navigator, uh, PC, desktop. Oh, 
Well, yeah, you don't. You can always say do not allow if you don't want to have that. that. The odds are that's all over the map anyway. Right. Because when those pop up on my home computer, it says I'm living somewhere up in Massachusetts. Yeah. Because, really? you know, uh, the uh, IP address is owned by uh, Comcast, mm-hmm. and that's where Comcast says that IP address is residing, not in my house. Right. And I have a static address. public IP oh, yeah. address that I'm uh, that I'm renting from them, and I'm paying good money for it every month. Right. But think, but they don't know where you are, Bob. That's nope. good. So you can you can allow it or not. When you're not moving anywhere with your computer, it doesn't really matter. Um, so is there a way to block it? Because I'm tired of having to respond to it. Well, what it is, it's the uh, it's the site that you've gone to right. is trying to track you, trying to know where you are. Right. So you can put a, you can choose do not track. Maybe that'll help with that information. Yeah, you can you can. There's a setting in your browser that you can set depending on what browser you're using. So you can block that. That should do it. Firefox. Oh yeah, there's a do not tracking option, and see if if you click that on it might help. Um, okay. But you you may just be stuck always answering that question on certain certain websites because they want to know where you are so they can sell your information to somebody else. <laughs> and you know the worst thing is I'll use Red Robin as an example. Every single screen I go to, no matter what I click on on their website, they pop up that every single time. Wait, it doesn't like do th- it the first time. Wait a minute, Red Robin, the guys that have that amazing onion rings. Um, they have amazing the onion burgers. ring to- towers, the onion yeah. Yeah, the burgers are fine, but and the un- onion rings are awesome. <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> bottomless fries. <laughs> bottomless fries. Yeah, they have a lot of great things. So why they want to know where you they want to know where you are constantly, huh, Tom? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. What, 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 well, what, what they want to do is they want to pop up an ad every time you go by a Red Robin. Say, come in, we have a special. <laughs> yeah, Tom's a hot one. He's actually oh, on our yeah. website. That could be true. Yeah, who knows. Work because I don't have a cell phone. Oh yeah, well they don't know they're wasting their time on you, Tom. But uh, yeah, you can turn on the do not track. That might be helpful. I'll give that a shot. Thanks a lot. You got it, sir. Bye bye. Yeah, Red Robin wants to know where you are at all times. Well, I'm in a lot. Are of you hungry people. now? Are you hungry now? Turn in here. Buy the McDonald's app. Download the McDonald's app for free. Yeah. Well, you know what? That app, I kind of, I'm not sure where it's at yet, but it'd be beautiful to be able to place. Bring up the app, place your order, and go through the drive-through and just pick it up. You know that, or even go to a go to a a uh, parking spot and just have them. Hey, here you are, sir. I knew you, you can do that at Wawa. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, I'm sure it's coming to a McDonald's near you. Let's go on to uh, Tom in Southington, my hometown. What's going um, on, Tom? Uh, I have an HP computer mm-hmm. uh, that I bought back in the summer of 2017. Okay. And the only reason why I use it is to go on WordPerfect to use the word processor. WordPerfect? Yeah. Okay. That's an older one. It, well, it's, it's Microsoft Word. Oh, Word. Okay. Okay. So, um, but lately, for about the last couple months, I've tried to go on it and I get a uh, a screen that comes up that says your subscription has expired. Most of the features of Word has been disabled. Choose an option below to reactivate. I can either hit I want to renew or buy office. I have a private key, or yeah. add this computer to an active account. No word for you. Um, right. Yeah. But it- then, but then if I go on to the the document, I can access the document, but. If I want to make any changes, if I want to type anything or add on to it or take anything off, You're locked I out. can't because it says you can't make this change because the selection is locked. Isn't that great? So what you have is the free word viewer. So it's almost, so it's almost like Microsoft is holding my computer for ransom. It is. 
It exactly is. It's saying you can use Word as long as you pay us forever, sir. Right. Uh, this is the subscription model that Microsoft is very happily trying to force you into. You can do is two things. Any way to get, is there any way to get around this, or do I, or do I have to fork over money? You have to pay. So Microsoft is due payment of some kind. You either buy their Word editor, which you can buy once. The Word, uh, the home and business version. Walk into any Staples and say, "I want the the off the shelf copy, retail copy of Home and Business." It'll be either 2019 or 2016, whenever they're offering you. Pay for it once because Microsoft is due their money to pay for the tool, and you can run that for as long as you like. Now, you're going to have to register an account online. You will. And it'll register that key to you. Right. Make sure you document the email address and the password you use to for that account and yeah. register it. So otherwise, if you know, something happens to your computer and you need to reload it and you don't remember where you, what email account and all that other stuff that you, that you created... Yeah. You will lose it and have to pay for it again. Right. So, Bob's right. Make sure you document, do your documentation, um, or you can tell uh, Microsoft to pound sand and say, "I'm well, going to yeah, use." Because I mean, I what happened was is that I got the computer off of the home shopping network, uh-huh. and they included a package of all kind of Microsoft programs and stuff like a cooking app mm-hmm. or a cooking program and. Yeah. Uh, a travel program and stuff like that. And one of the words was Microsoft or Microsoft Word. Yeah. It's trialware. So, it's all trial. the only reason why I wanted it. So, but yeah, it, you got kind of baited and switched. Does that constitute a trial, what yeah. they gave me? Yeah, it's a bait and switch. They Well, they didn't, they didn't do anything wrong. They sold you, they gave you a maybe a 90-day or 180-day 30-day subscription uh, to something that, you, that they didn't tell you you're going to have to pay for for the rest of your life. Oh. <laughs> um, or you buy the software, or you tell them to pound sand, and you say, "I'm going to use Google Docs. I can write well, an- see, yeah, cause it." Yeah, because well, and but what happened was is that actually I took my computer over to my friend's house where they have a Wi-Fi. Yeah, and I was able to start the computer and work on it perfectly. But uh, then, if I take it to a place where I don't have Wi-Fi. And I'm not hooked up to their, you know, to the Wi-Fi account and everything. That's when it won't work. Interesting. Yeah, it wants to talk back to the mother. It has to phone home before it lets you work. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and you're so trying. That's to... I'm wondering. I mean, you know, do I have to be at a place where I where there's a Wi-Fi for Google Docs? You would to be able to use it for Google Docs. You would, and I assume you're on the internet, right, Tom? At home. Uh no, I I don't. You have no internet. At home. Um, I I have my uh, I have. Internet on my phone. Interesting. So, uh, I, uh, but it takes a, it. You know, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes you can't get a signal. Yeah, I have yeah. to be near a window to be able to get a signal. <laughs> so, so the answer is know. yes. You're going to have to be near internet to have this work, or you just buy the software, like I suggested. Well, there's a third option, of course. You had the Google Docs, but yeah, but he also, needs the internet for that. There's also Open Office that you can download for free. You have to go over to your buddy's house. So go to your buddy's oh, house again with your computer. Download yeah. Open Office for free. And then again, you can tell Microsoft to pound sand. Oh, that's well, a nice way, a way to do around it. it. I mean, that's that's the only thing I was worried about. I was just trying to be able to get around it without having to worry about it. Yeah, you know? download Open Office. It's a different flavor of, of of a word editor, of a document editor. But then, will I be able to move my documents from Word over to it? You or should no? be able to. Yes, most most of the features are compatible. Yeah, I'll put air quotes around should. <clears throat> Depends uh, on how current your version is of of the document, but it's, it's done. But it's free. It's a uh, Apache Open Office, and we'll put a link up for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. But go to your buddy's house, download it there, and then see if it works. 
Okay, we'll do. All right, Tom. Okay, all right. Thanks a lot, guys. Our pleasure. Good luck. <clears throat> all right, thanks. Yep. Bye bye. Not often we find somebody who doesn't have internet at home. Right. Well, you know, he's not in a very good area when you have to put your phone up in the window. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's not good. All right, let's go to uh, – we got a couple minutes before the bottom of the hour. Let's go to Richard in Berlin next. Hey, Richard, what's up? Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Hey. Happy New Year, and I uh, just wanted to let you know I think you guys have the best show on radio. Well, thank you. Um, I'm calling because uh, I was hacked oh. uh, the weekend before Christmas. Well, no fun. And uh, – I spent, uh, I don't know how many hours trying to get that rectified, but um, I, I heard something about uh, a password manager or password protector type mm-hmm. thing uh, that might be uh, useful for preventing uh, something like this in the future. Well, I want to get, my, da- can we get into more of this? We're coming up against a hard break, uh, Richard. Sure. I, I mis- miscalculated. So I'd love to hear about what happened to you on your hack and then what you're trying to solve. If you can hold through the news, would that be okay? Yeah. All right, good. I think you're going to help a lot of other folks, too. So I'm going to put Richard back on hold, and uh, we'll take him back after the news. Stay on uh, line there, Guy and Danny. And, uh, hey, Danny, we saw the uh, we saw the uh, Falcon X go off over the cruise ship that we took off. So, Danny, I'd like to hear that. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to go right to back to Richard in Berlin, who sounds like he has a story for us. Are you there, still there, Richard? I'm still here. So explain what you mean you got hacked over Christmas because then you want to try to protect something now with your passwords. What, kind of, what do you think right. happened? Well, it started uh, Sunday, early Sunday morning, about approximately 3 or 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, my phone beeped. It was a push notification, and it was from my bank. Mm-hmm. that said, did you authorize uh, uh, a payment of 700-some-odd dollars to such-and-such such company? And I, I texted back, no. Yeah, right, okay. Um, I, I didn't think anything of it because, you know, I've seen things like that before. Right, because um, somebody used to to your debit card, right? That's a debit push? It was, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. I went to the gym, uh, mm-hmm. came back, um, having some coffee at home, yeah. and I started getting slammed with more push notifications. My email was blowing up from uh, um, Amazon, eBay, uh, the credit cards, the banks, Mm. all asking if I did this about password changes. You know, did you do this? Did you do that? And I I spent the rest of the morning and into the early afternoon trying to combat what was going on. That's horrible. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Were you using the same password on all your accounts? Uh, well, yeah, similar passwords. I yeah. mean, they're, you know, like a, a compilation of several passwords that I use. Okay. And that might be part of the issue if you use similar ones. Okay. So now you've got it all straightened away. You've changed all your passwords on all those, uh, systems, right? You've changed your email password, I assume. I've done that. And I've also in, in every case that I can do the, uh, two step notification. Yep. Two factor. Good. That's really good. So you've definitely improved your chances of uh, being more locked down here. Um, And you've used different passwords. So now you want to try to find a tool to manage all these new passwords you came up with, right? Well, yes, I I did find a tool. I was watching, uh, I think it was the the Today Show, Mm -hmm. uh, probably on New Year's Day. Okay. And um, they were talking about uh, some kind of a password uh, 
protector. I don't know the exact term for password it, so. manager. Yes, exactly. So uh, I don't know if I can mention the name of it. Yeah, sure. Go I, ahead. The, uh, Keeper. Okay. Um, so you know, I, I I did a little bit of research on I don't know CNET or one of those websites, and good. Keeper came up with you know pretty good uh, um, pretty good rating. So. I downloaded it. Mm -hmm. It seemed as though it had, you know, some pretty good features. I can't figure the thing out. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's downloaded. It seems to be active, but I can't. I thought it was supposed to basically jumble uh, my password each time I I got onto a website or a a, a, a Chase credit card, whatever, any kind of a site. It was supposed to jumble. All I had to know was the keeper password and that was all set right and then it would uh, pass then it passes your other individual passwords to the site that it's on so it's trying to offer you correct something like that yeah is it working i can't figure it out i hmm. mean i i guess i could go through all of the uh reading material that uh that is associated with it but i don't have the patience for that um i i know i should because you know i certainly need to protect myself uh, i thought i was protected and and you know, I want to make sure that going forward, I'm as close to 100% protected as possible. I suppose that's not really feasible. But Well, um, the, the key is to always use different passwords. So these big companies get hacked all the time. And they're in the cloud, right? So they're a big target. So if you happen to use Yahoo and your password was 12345, well, they know Richard at whatever you are at. Uh, use that password, right? One, two, three, four, five. So what they're going to do is try to find you at other locations like Amazon and say, oh, okay, I'm going to try to log in as Richard over here and see if he used that password. Oh, he did. Now I can start buying stuff. Um, so half the battle is not using the same key at, the, at all the same places. The password manager, the tool you're trying to use, um, can definitely be uh, something that um, helps you with all this. Or you can just use a, uh, a notebook and write, the, write them down in a little notebook. Um, I use a Rolodex, and I'll be honest with you. My opinion is, and I know that everybody has a different opinion, but my opinion is that if it's software that's made by people, there's a back door in there somewhere that some hacker can figure out. So I'd rather mm-hmm. not have it on a computer. I'd rather have it. They, in order to get my passwords to all my accounts, somebody would have to break into my house and take my Rolodex. Right, and that's old. That's old school, and that's a way that they can't access your stuff. To make it simpler, I'd have to research Keeper um, to see how it's used. I don't use a password manager. I I use a manual method as well. Uh, recently, another uh, password managing tool was hacked themselves. Very embarrassingly, so the management tool was hacked. Um, they say people's passwords weren't um, impacted, and I can put a link up to that uh, article. Uh, LastPass is they are also known as a good password manager. They've had issues with being hacked. Um, so the problem is you there now you've got a great target, right? Keeper would be a great target for hackers to hack right? because all your passwords are there. It all depends on how they hash the, the information, how they salt it, how they uh, encrypt it, um, so that your data is not leaked out some way. But I don't know how to use Keeper. I've never used it. Uh, we can do some research on it to help you. Um, or just use an old school tool where you write your passwords down and, and use them as needed. I mean, are you constantly finding yourself logging into all these services? On a, just How old, oh, yeah. are, how yeah, old are you, I, Richard? You know, are you like in your 30s? Into, you know, bank accounts to monitor what's going on to bank accounts, uh, credit cards. Yeah. Um, but the credit cards I mean, can even, actually... Even before I was hacked, I, I did that. I, obviously. Uh, I wanted to make sure things were on the up and up. 
Yeah, uh, and they were um, and they reported to you very well. Hey, something's going on here. Something's going on here. Is this okay? Which is good stuff that you set it up. Um, right. But if you're are you are you in are you uh in the, in your thirties or are you are you older? Older. Older. Okay. I wasn't sure if how often you go online to check all these things. That's why I asked. I mean, if you look at daily. most most millennials are constantly poking into their systems. You're looking at it daily. So, what do you got, Bob? I got just pulling up a link. It said nine popular password manager apps found leaking your secrets. Oh, geez. Oh, great. <laughs> so. Yeah, and Keeper is one of them. So, uh, you know, I don't trust them. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, anything that makes it, quote, unquote, easier could also lower your security. Um, e- ease of use and security are diametrically opposed. Yeah. So you can also try to remember if you use a, a, a tool in your own mind, uh, like sentences and phrases uh, as a password based on the thing you're logging into. So, you know, if you're logging into your bank account, you could use I'm always broke uh, as your password or something like that. But use it, you know, mixing up letters and words and, and numbers to not just be the words I'm always broke. You use, you know, zero for the O or, or, uh, you know, a number for the, you know, for any other, any other of the letters to, and then add an exclamation point or some sort of crazy character. So if you can link phrases with where you're going, you know, Amazon, you know, takes all my money, without, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to come up with, that can help you manage your passwords and make them very complicated uh, that nobody's going to be able to hack that um, unless the individual site is hacked and then, you're, and then, then your phrase is released. But it's only one phrase per site. You know, um, I know I know you guys are not uh, big on Apple, but I do have an iPhone, and sure. um, the the notes feature uh, allows you to to lock put a lock on the notes, and you know you have to put a password in. Uh-huh. Do you feel that that would be a safe place to store passwords? So, if the notes are uploaded to the i the iTunes uh, the iCloud, there, if that data is uploaded to that site, and they've already found themselves hacked. Right, so if I can get into your iCloud account and that notes information is there as your backup, then my answer to you would be no. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I heard you speaking earlier about uh, the iCloud and right. um, you know the, the the issue that that gentleman had with the iOS. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking uh, that uh, yes, I do back up to the cloud and to iTunes. Yeah. Uh, but you you are able to say no to backing up on the cloud. Right. And just backing up on the computer. So. Then it'd when be I get safer. home, I'm, I plan on doing that. Right, because um, I, the iCloud has been hacked up numerous times. Um, so be careful with that. Yes, uh, I, I don't know if they're encrypting it or doing a better job these days. I'm sure they're trying to because Apple is known generally for being more interested in protecting your data. That is one of their mm-hmm. marketing approaches and one of the things they do stand behind. They seem to stand behind. So, But I would say well, be careful. I know you have other callers, but I do have one other yeah, comment slash question. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I listen to you guys constantly and since day one, and um, you know, you 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 mention how emails, the safest emails, are the uh, ISP providers, I guess, like it, Comcast, Cox, that kind of thing. It seems to be more safe because they're more interested in your in you as a customer than the cloud Yahoo's, the Googles, the the free stuff that you're getting. I would contend, yes. Mm-hmm. But you could try something called Proton, which is a a Swiss-based um, email service that's been developed by MIT, which is offers an, a free encryption encrypted uh, email service that's also been very highly rated. But what were you going to say? Well, uh, you know, going prior to being hacked, I felt you know that I, because I have I use Comcast that I was 
fairly safe. I also use malware bytes, uh, and I started using uh, Nord VPN mm-hmm. uh, sometime in 2018. Yep. Um, so I, I felt pretty comfortable. Yeah. It, it's my belief that the hacker got in through my email. Possibly. And and rummaged around in my folders where I keep um, information. So, Richard, and, if, if your email so if your email password was another password that you used in some other site that was hacked, like LinkedIn, let's say you're on LinkedIn, and your email password, you know, you're logging into Comcast, it was the same as your LinkedIn password, that's on you. That's what happened. Um, all, all that password information is all over the dark web. And if, if, you, if they've gotten it, and you and you use the same password in multiple places. All they need to do is find that one password that happens to be the same as your email password, and you're nailed. So your email password needs to be the most complex, pain in the hiney password you've ever had to type. Um, and you got to write it down, write it down on the folder in your in your drawer where you where you stash the 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 bill for Comcast. And it should be the most difficult password you can type in there because and nothing and you use it nowhere else. That's that's. That's number one. Most likely you used it somewhere else, and that's how they got in. Or they got it through browsing, some sort of key logger where you don't have open DNS running, and they captured your information when you happen to type in a password. Again, you've used somewhere else that is also your email password. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the uh, only way. Only thing I could think Is there a way to check for a key logger on your machine? There are tools. Yeah, Malwarebytes generally find them if there are. Yeah. But I would bet you I ran I I ran that several times and it came up with nothing. Yeah, then I would bet you they they either guessed your password or you use it somewhere else that was already hacked and they applied it to your username and password and that's how they got in. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess. Yeah. Or you All gave right. it to them, or you gave it to them. You were fished by something that says, Hey Richard, I need you to update our information. Please enter your information now and you keyed it in for him. That's also very common. That's how the Democrats yeah. were hacked with the email recently, the whole Democratic uh, email system that got hacked. They just gave the bad guys the password. They were asked. They asked them for it, and they gave it to them. Mm. That could happen too. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. I'm going to check out this Proton and, uh, yeah. and obviously take your advice on, uh, um, you know, making sure my email or my passwords are different for various sites and apps and all. Right. What is your password, by the way? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you it's know. out there. You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Richard. Thanks for the call, bud. All right. Thanks very much. You got it. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, the big thing about that, different passwords everywhere. If any site ever emails you ever to confirm your account and you link, you click on that link, you're giving the bad guys the information. No company should ever do that for you. It's called a phishing scheme, and they're hoping you're going to type in the information. We're going to step out for a quick break. Danny Guy and Jack, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Let's get right to your calls. Let's go to Guy in West Hartford. Hey, Guy. Guy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, sir? Hey, Happy New Year, Eric you too. Bob and all listeners. Um, hey, by the way, I, I uh, do use Keeper for the last caller's uh, password uh, manager. You like it? Uh, yeah, uh, two ways. One, it's, I have a personal copy of my iPhone, and then I've got a shared copy. It's, it's nice to have something that multiple people can access if you're sharing uh, passwords. Cool. Right. Anyway, my question has to do with your opinion on the reliability of SSDs these, these days. Yeah. I've got a, um, you know, an office computer, and uh, I was burned in the past by uh, OCZ and Samsung uh, maybe three, four years ago, mm-hmm. where the SSDs would uh, crash and burn uh, prematurely, and leave, me, leave me hanging. Yeah. But, 
but now we've got, uh, you know, Sam Flamiga, Evo, Western Digital Blue, and mm-hmm. I've got an office computer that I want to keep running kind of day and night and not let it sleep so we can access it uh, remotely. Yeah, we're um, we're still pretty big fans of SSD. We've had pretty, very good luck with them in general. Um, we like the Samsung Pro versions of SSDs in, uh, in our high-end machines that we build for our clients, for whether it be for CAD or very high-end computing. Um, and they've done very well. They've they've lasted a good long time. In the old days, the early days, yeah, SSD had issues with reliability, but I think that's changed now. And we we st- we stick with Samsung, the Pro series um, of SSDs. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, yeah, if the computer is running and not sleeping, I'm worried about these uh, the old-fashioned disk drives just sitting there spinning uh, 24 hours a day. Well, believe it or not, we have clients that we can't convince to change the servers that have been running for you know 10 years almost never turned off with the spinning hard drives. SCSI um, hard drive technology um, is is still amazingly bulletproof. <laughs> but yes, consumer-grade hard drives are not meant to last that long and run for that long. They're designed to, they're designed to fail in three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, when you look at the averages, uh, yeah, three years or uh, pro- probably about a 2 to 3% failure rate overall. So that means, yeah. uh, you know... One out of uh, 30 or 40 is going to fail. Yep, but SSD, yeah. The pro version of Samsung seems to be very good. Uh, I'm not sure what Dell is. Dell sells them based on some level of, of um, they have a 20 rating, a 30 rating, and a 40 rating. No idea what Dell's doing for ratings. Uh, you know, we've been building machines competing yeah. against Dell forever. Um, don't know what the rating system is yeah. that they're using. Well, what they're doing is they're overcharging for the same Samsung Pros that you're exactly. for uh, at cost. They're building. That's why I tell our our clients. I'm like, you can buy a Dell, but all they're doing is buying the same components we are and slapping a Dell logo on it. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. So I would say pick up the component yourself and move on. Okay. Well, sounds good. Thanks for your help. All right, guy. Thanks. All right, take all care. Right. Bye bye. All right. Let's move on to Jack and Glastonbury next. Jack, what's up? Jack, you there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's up? I just had to switch off speaker. Sorry about that. No problem. Quick question. Um, I've got. Um, my strategy for backup is I have two uh, uh, one-terabyte hard drives, uh, USB-connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, my original idea was I could alternate. I, I do backups once a month, so I was going to alternate between each one, but because of the way Windows 7 backup uses a full, uh, that wouldn't be very efficient. So so I switched to one where I just backup monthly on one hard drive, and then at the end of the year I switched to another hard drive. At the end of the year? At the end of the year, Oof. yeah. Okay. You're putting all your eggs in that one basket, Jack. Yeah, well, yeah, that's okay. Well, let's uh, let's talk about that because uh, what you know, if, if I was using Windows backup, I uh, in order to switch drives, you have to do a full every time. You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So you think that's a better approach? Like do a full each time you do the backup and just alternate between the two drives? Yeah, because if your backup is bad on that yeah. one drive, yeah, guess what? I got to restore from. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> question on that uh related to that is is uh, i was cleaning up this hard drive to get it ready to, to use again you know because i've got one year's worth of data that's gone i mean so so i just erased off the uh backup stuff deleted mm-hmm. it off doing a permanent delete you know mm-hmm. yeah, shift uh delete and i uh, cleaned up the hard drive but it shows a lot of space on there it's, it, it's like mystery it doesn't it doesn't add up to the a amount of uh, you know what it shows is free is less than what it should be based on what I deleted. So I looked for hidden files, and I brought them up. But I couldn't, I couldn't uh, figure out why the, the amounts weren't tallying correctly, the free versus the uh, 
use space. I had more use space than what I thought. And hmm. you, guys, you guys have any ideas on why that would be? The, uh, you never get what the size of it. So if you have a terabyte drive, yeah. you might get like 960. Yeah, that's what it shows is the total. Right. But I'm, but I'm getting a number like, let's say, another 100 gig that's, that I can't account that I cannot account for. It doesn't show up as hidden files or anything. Well, like what about that. formatting it, Jack? Well, that's what I want to ask you. Uh, do, should I, I, I was just going to go ahead and just do a, a format. Do we, uh, uh, on a drive that large, is it going to take a lot of time to do it? It's a USB-connected type of thing. You can do a quick format or you can do a full format. Full yeah. format takes more time. Yeah, a quick yep. one should solve it. quick format just erases the, uh, the um, table. The fat yep. table. Yeah. yeah, the fat table. Okay. And that should be good enough, right? Yeah, it should be. And see if it cha- solves your issue. If it does, you win. If it doesn't, do a full format right. and walk and do it overnight. Yeah, okay. So anyway, I'll just uh, start doing alternate full backups. Yes. what you're saying. You all need right. multiple shots at your data, and two is better than one. Yeah. Um, but even two is not a lot, but it's better than one. <laughs> all right, Okay. Either that or I buy a RAID hard drive, right? You can buy a rated NAS system. But Again, that's not same, a backup. It's, it's, yeah, that's not a backup. No, no, no. It's not a backup in your system. Correct. Yeah. You need to, well, you need to have external backups, uh, Jack, and remove the multiple media sources. So we got to go, but I hope that helps you, sir. Yep. Thanks a lot. You got it. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this uh, Saturday morning, first one in the new year. Thank you, Matt, for producing. And uh, thank you, Mike G., for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works. If you follow us on Facebook and you like us at Tab Computer Systems, Mark Zuckerberg might get into your news feed. See you next week. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.